everyone. Welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci and Scott Jans. This is episode 96, Mental Preparation for the Appalachian Trail. We are now on Patreon.com. If you'd like to support Trust the Trail podcast, please check out our Patreon page, Trust the Trail. We would love for you to be a part of our Patreon community. Plus, you can receive our podcast early before it hits iTunes or any of the other podcatchers. And, of course, starting this month, February, we are putting together pro pro tips in video and audio format that we think you guys will love. So come on by. This is the second segment of a three-part series on how to prepare for a through-hike on the Appalachian Trail. On this episode, it's all about the mental game. Why? Because us through-hikers are a crazy bunch of people to hike through 14 states and over 2,100 miles just to touch a sign. And the only person playing this mental game is you. So let's get right to it. You can always join in on the discussion on our Facebook group page. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash trust the trail podcast and join in our podcast family. Definitely come hang with us and be part of our community. Yeah. So uh, crazy week. How was your week? <laughs> I mean, my week so far has been nuts. How has been your week? My week has been very draining, mentally draining, which is it's funny that this week was pre-planned to talk about mental, you know, aptitude, I guess, uh, when trying to seek something out, a goal, uh, because that's what my week has been. And it's been extremely mentally challenging. I, I, I can go into all the details, but I feel I feel like a ping pong ball mentally, like being well, pulled in multiple directions. I always know when you're not having a good day because you have crazy eyes when you walk in. <laughs> when you I walk in the definitely apartment, definitely had crazy eyes today. <laughs> like I, I always you know, like you have to take that few seconds to <clears throat> read your partner's facial expression or eyes. And when Ariane comes in, she has crazy eyes. I know not to say anything. <laughs> I just I'm silent until she talks to me. <laughs> it's been a very mentally exhausting week and it's only Tuesday. <laughs> I know. We're, we're not even done with the day yet. Um but it's it's very it's very interesting because it comes it comes during the same exact week that we are discussing mental preparedness. And had I taken a little bit of our own advice in doing this podcast and put it towards, you know, my week, I probably would have had a better outcome today than I, than I did otherwise. Well, yeah, because, you know, like I when I got back, uh, what, a week ago from the whole Southwest trip and my whole mental attitude is like I st- I'm still out there. And, you know, I'm like, oh, my God, I mean, I'm going back to work on the Airstream. I went to the farm. It was muddy, got stuck, had to help, you know, had to help get a bobcat stuck out of the mud, drove a tractor down the road, blocked traffic. And I'm like, where am I? (laughs) And, you know, um, helped give birth to a baby goat. And it's like all in a day's work. I'm like, what, you know? I really missed the Southwest. If I could just go back for a minute, but you know, it's that's just part of life. You know, I mean, it's just you know, you, you 
you have to just kind of dig in and put your head down and move forward, I guess, right? Yeah, and I think, so specifically in regard to the Appalachian Trail, so many of us have these big dreams and ideas and and these huge aspirations to just dig right in and just say, I am hiking the Appalachian Trail this next year. This is my year to hike the Appalachian Trail. Um, or I have a goal to do it five years from now, whatever the case may be, we've all kind of, for those of us who have kind of thought about it or dreamt about it, it is this like big deal. It's a big mental deal. It's a huge deal. It's gigantic. And it should be because it's a big undertaking. But it always starts with, of course, you never really know that until you're on the trail. <laughs> so true. <laughs> you're like, so wow, this true. is hard. <laughs> you're like, wait, what? What, what was I thinking? What? It, it, any, any goal set forth to hike, uh, whether it's the Appalachian Trail, whether it's another long distance through hike, um, it all kind of like encompasses the same ideas. Why are you hiking in the first place? It all starts, it stems from somewhere. And I think it's very important to be very realistic with yourself on why you're hiking. What is your goal? Why are you doing this? Like, what's the point? And it shouldn't be because you saw somebody else on a YouTube video. It's gotta be like most goals and most, um, you know, most things that we do, we there's a purpose to it. We, we, we set this goal. And we're like, I'm going to work for this goal. I'm going to work towards this goal. And, th- you know, with in normal life, you say, okay, well, I'm going to be out of debt in a year. Or I'm going to do this by next year. Or I'm going to do this. It's almost like a New Year's resolution, really. It's like everyone can make a New Year's resolution. But very few people actually work towards the New Year's resolution. And I think setting a goal is easy to do. But actually working towards the goal is a lot harder than than you think. And I think it's, you know, for some people, it's like this magical, for the Appalachian Trail, is it's like this magical cure that it's going to change you in some way. Because, you know, that, the AT's got a lot of folklore. It's got a lot of people saying, oh, it changed my life. It changed my life. And it does. It does, but it, it sometimes it doesn't change it the way you think it's going to change you. I would I would probably say it, it it rarely changes you in the way you thought it would change you. In mo- most cases, it <laughs> it changes you in an entirely different realm of what you never kind of saw coming. Oh, I never. It's, it's the Appalachian Trail for a lot of people. I would say is a fix it plan. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's sometimes that's the the worst reason to hike the AT. So it's interesting. I had I had a random idea one night to hike the Appalachian Trail. Oh, is this the um, coming over to Scott's house angry story? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I had I had been wanting to do something bigger than myself. I had wanted to do something big. Um, and in, at that point in my life, I 
really hadn't obtained anything that felt big enough to kind of encompass the Appalachian Trail. One night I was, I was very angry. This was before Scott and I started dating. We were, we were friends. We had just kind of gotten to know each other. Um, we were spending a lot of time together and I was spit fire mad. I was She was mad. mad. <laughs> Anger so eyes doesn't even I, count it. When she walked in the house. I, I'm Italian, so oh. I have this like Italian blood that boils to this like, this point of no return. And I had definitely hit that and, and gone well beyond that. I was angry. I was I was I was frustrated. I wanted out of my job. I hated my job. I not my current job by the way different job I did get out of it (laughs) I hated it I hated it and I was miserable and I was in a relationship that I felt stuck in and nothing felt like it was going well for me and I was just like well if I could just if I could just throw on a pack and just hike the Appalachian Trail it's like my life will be fixed everything will be I'm going into work tomorrow I'm quitting my job I am walking away from my relationship I'm I'm literally stopping everything very abruptly and I'm gonna go hike the Appalachian Trail and that'll fix my life and the funny thing about that you guys <laughs> I firmly believed it would fix everything the funny thing about that is that as as Ariane Ariane and I we had done some backpacking trips right. already so you know we had talked a lot about it but she came over and you know how like you you know your best friend is talking to you and you're listening, but the only thing you can think of is like this is a huge red flag. <laughs> and as I was listening to Ariane, it dawned on me she wasn't running towards the Appalachian Trail; she was running away from all the problems that were making her pissed. She wanted to run away. She wanted to run from those issues and problems and escape. And I, I remember looking at you point blank in the face and I'm like, are you running away or are you running towards something? And I remember you looked at me. Or was I mad? You were so mad. <laughs> Don't talk to me. And you're like, I'm running away. <laughs> but and it, that, was like, the, that, was re, that was that was one of the things that we knew, we both knew that that was not the time to go. Right. And... You know, I tucked my tail in between my legs and, you know, dealt with my life like a normal human being would. But but we've seen it time and time and time again. And, you know, having experienced such a strong yearning to go just to escape things and thinking this trail will fix me and, and you know, it, how can it not? And uh, hiking and doing something bigger than myself is going to, like, solve everything. It's not always like that for everything. It, it, some people look at it as, um, you know, perhaps I, I want I have a goal to lose weight, or I have a I have a goal to, um, you know, do something that's hard for me so I can learn from it. You know, there are goals that make sense. There are goals that don't make sense. There are, there's there's a reasoning for it, and I think like if you can be very very honest with yourself on why you're hiking in the first place like what is this thing that is drawing you to it you're going to need to pull from that and when you don't have a reasoning that 
is solid enough to ground you when shit gets rough out there, you're not going to be able to pull yourself back to the whole reason you're out there. Yeah, and I'll, I I will be very honest uh, with my uh, my desire to hike the Appalachian Trail was was very simple and quite frankly, it was competitive. My reason for hiking the Appalachian Trail was simply because I wanted I wanted to go against Mother Nature. I wanted to beat her. I wanted to say, give me your best shot. I'm going to take it, and I'm going to do this damn trail. And that was the thing that a lot of times kept me going. I just didn't want to give up. I didn't want to quit. Um, I had quit some things earlier in my life that I had a lot of regret for, and I wish I would have stuck with it. And this was one of the things that I think if – I think if, you know, like one of my legs would have fallen off, <laughs> I would have hopped to Katahdin. You know, it was funny. You know, I, I would not, I would have not let that trail or Mother Nature win. And I, I am a little competitive in that. I play a lot of sports in high school. I was a little competitive. But for me, that was just enough. That was just enough for me to keep going when things were bad. Yeah, I mean, I think... I think you have to have a, a, like a, a, a deep, now, I don't want to say a deep reason because that sounds so cliche. I, I think you actually have, you you need to be just genuine with yourself as to why you're going. And and um, and there's a billion reasons to do it. I was telling Ariane. When all we were, very valid except oh, possibly very valid. maybe running away. <laughs> well, you know. And- you know, it's, it's, it's funny and I'm sorry I just interrupted you, but I remember when I got back out on the trail the second time. I was at Mountain Crossings, and I was shopping the ramen noodle section, thinking, okay, which ramen noodle do I want to purchase Beef, today? chicken, chili, it's such a traumatic <laughs> choice in our lives. It's, it's a big decision. What am I going to crave tonight? And I had a guy who I hadn't met. He just turned to me. Obviously, he was hiking northbound alongside me, um, you know, somewhat in my bubble. And he goes, what are you running away from? And I was so alarmed by that question. Like, I, I was I was more taken back that he had asked me that. And I remember so abruptly thinking, is everybody hearing this? This is crazy. Why would he think I'm running away from something? Because I wasn't running away. When I got on the trail the second time, I, or like the first time, like actually doing it versus mentally doing it, I wasn't running away from a thing. I just wanted to walk I just wanted to walk right. I just that was my goal I wanted to go as far as I could with the amount of time that I had and when it was done and my time was up my time was up and I just wanted I just wanted to walk that's all I wanted and obviously he was running away from something and so I just think it's very alarming you know always coming back to this like this goal this reasoning because I, I cannot even express to you how much you're going to have to dig into that when you need it the most. And so understanding why you're hiking in the first place is the first step in this mental preparation uh, for getting out there. Yeah, I agree. It's it's just all about being honest with yourself, looking in the mirror and saying, okay, I'm about to undertake a drastic change in my life. Why am I doing it? What's the goal? What am I going to get out of it? Do I need to get anything out of it? Because you know what? Guess what? You don't need to get anything out 
of hiking the Appalachian Trail. It can be as simply as, I really love nature. <laughs> I just want to feel the wind on my face yeah, because I don't feel it in, yeah, in the concrete jungle. Yeah, I, I'm stuck in a cubicle. <laughs> I just want to go walk in the woods. And, you know, it can be as simple as that. And and that is, that's good enough. It doesn't have to be. But I, but I think the main thing is you have to be honest with yourself. Yeah. Why? Why are you, why are you doing it? What, what is it about the trail that is drawing you to it? To me, I think it's, uh, you know, I've, I have a lot of thoughts, a lot of deep thoughts that I'm not going to share, but I, I, I do feel like instinctively we are all, we all want to connect to our basic fundamentals of where we came from, and that's, uh, you know, nature. And so I think it's instinctively we just all want to be out in, in the woods and embrace nature. Um, but here's the truth. Here's, here's the honest-to-God truth, and, and um, we hope this gives you value um, because we really truly believe this in our hearts and when we when when it comes to mentally preparing for the Appalachian Trail preparing for your through hike for your adventure for your journey here's the truth you have been you have been preparing to through hike the Appalachian Trail your whole life unless you're an, an infant then it's short but <laughs> I have so many to but say. Where did, where did that come from? I don't know. <laughs> You're crawling. I'm sure now. there's going to be like the next record on the AT. <laughs> um, but if 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 you've gone through your teenage years, I'll even go there. You've you've already prepared for it. You've already done the prep work. You just don't know it. So, preparing for the Appalachian Trail is is about one thing. It's about adversity. Who has not had adversity in their life? Who has not had things not go their way? Who has not been in the muck? Who has not been stuck? Who has not had a relationship fail? Who has not been lonely? Who has not had to reinvent themselves or find another job or look in the mirror and say, what am I gonna do now? That's adversity. And when you through hike the Appalachian Trail, these are all the things that you can come back to and think and say, you know what? Yeah, this mountain is tough. It's hard. It sucks. It's raining. It's muddy. I'm dirty. And I haven't had a shower in three days, but I've been through worse. (laughs) (laughs) But I've been through worse. And it's the adversity part that we all go through if you want to know how to psychologically prepare for the Appalachian Trail, well, you don't Throw need... your entire life under a microscope. Yeah, look back. You've already done it. You've already prepared for it. All you have to do now is make peace with it. And that's one of the big things when we taught the Appalachian Trail prep class at Mountain Crossings last year. That's one of the group discussions we had. We went around and we asked people, well, what is, what's the biggest adversity you've had in your life? What have you had to go through in your life? We had two guys that talked about the death of their wives and, and you know, how hard that was for them. 
And so for them, the Appalachian Trail, eh, wasn't a tough thing to do. You know, it was just getting through the physical part of it and understanding that it was going to be hard, but they've already been through hard before. So mentally preparing for the Appalachian Trail, if if we could give you any advice, it would be, you've already done it. <laughs> you just got to realize you've already done it. Yeah, I think, I think it's really hard for us in our everyday lives to distinguish that our entire life is no different than a life that we're about to experience on the trail. Because your transport device is entirely different. You're going from, you know, a car to feet. Or you're going from pavement to dirt. You're going from an entire household to a single backpack holding your entire existence. And so mentally it changes our what we expect out of it, kind of what we are preparing for. You're going from comfortable to uncomfortable. And I think that that doesn't change anything. It doesn't change how you cope with things. It doesn't change how you react to things. And how you react to situations in your everyday life, yeah, it it might alter a little bit because you don't have all the availability of the convenience or the availability of things but it the the core of how you deal with things and how you cope with those things it 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 doesn't change you are who you are you will react the exact same way and so when you have ups and downs in life when you're faced with adversity or difficult days when you're when you're challenged by people which is no different on the Appalachian Trail. Trust no. me. <laughs> when you when you simply have a bad day, it is no different than how you deal with it in your everyday life. Yeah. yeah. A bad day not on the trail is exactly the same as a, bad, a bad day, day on, the on the trail. It's no different. Sometimes it, you can't escape the bad day as easily or the, the the bubble of people that you desperately want to get away from. But ultimately, it's the same. Yeah. Well, I mean, that is true. So like when both of our dogs and you are snoring in the bed, <laughs> I can move to the other room on the couch. But when you're on when you're in a shelter, that may not be possible. So it's again, it's, a you know, like how how well do you adapt? You know what? You know. Do you adapt easily at home? Because if you do, you're probably going to be easily adapting on the trail. And so that's our that's really what the message we want to talk to you guys about is that adversity doesn't change just because you're on the trail. There is no I'd love to tell you that there's unicorns and rainbows and <laughs> you know there's a pot of gold out there. I'd love to tell you that. I'd love to tell you that you're going to see all the views you want. I would love to say to you that everything that you've watched on all the YouTube videos about oh my god, the Appalachian Trail, it's going to give you everything. I'd love to tell you that that's going to be true, but the fact of the matter is your experience is going to be completely different than everybody else's experience. And so it, it's not always, I, I guess, don't have expectations. Just be who you want to be and be who you are. 
And it, it's okay sometimes to have a bad day on the trail. I've had bad days on the trail. Ariana's had bad days on the trail. And when you have a bad day, it's a bad day. Who cares? So what? Who, you know, who cares? You're out there doing what you want to do and you're living your dream. I'd rather have a bad day on the trail living my dream <laughs> than a bad day stuck in a cubicle or a bad day in Atlanta traffic thinking, oh my God, you know? Yeah. I'd I mean, I would rather have a bad day on the trail. And what is a bad day on the trail? Is there even a bad day on the trail if you really look at perspective? You know, life is about perspective. How do you look at it's pouring, raining? It's, it's like literally raining cats and dogs. I've seen four dogs, three cats land on the trail. <laughs> it is pouring rain. You know, this sucks, but does it? Does it suck? What's the alternative? What's what what else are what else would you be doing? And those are some of the things. I mean, for me personally, those are the things that got me through the trip because it rained a lot when I was on the trail. I mean, it rained so much that I actually thought I was in another dimension, another ultra universe, and it was playing a cruel joke on me. It rained so much in the beginning of my through hike. And, you know, you know, there were there were moments, while there were a lot of moments when I know personally for me I wanted to quit because of the rain. But, you know, screw that. What was the alternative? What was I what what is your alternative? When you go to chase your dream or you go to chase something that's hard, um, because, you know, things in life that you want, they're hard. Amen. And, and, you know, if, <laughs> so if you want to go for it, what's the alternative from me getting out of the rain? Okay, well, well okay, I'll, I'll go back and drive 11 hours, you know, back to Chicago and go visit the Windy City. I've already done that. You know, where am I going to go? And what was the alternative? You embrace the suck, embrace the rain, and be grateful for it. That's so true. I think uh, something that I was taught very early in my hiking days was, you know, counteract every single negative thought that enters your mind or negative situation with two or three positives. You don't have to believe it. You just have to say it. And the more you say it out loud, the more that evolves your thinking and it starts to steer you in that path that becomes a little bit more productive towards, again, pulling from why you're out there in the first place. And I think that's, it's, it's, it's so important to be honest with yourself, not only about why you're out there, but honest with yourself in how you deal and cope with things because you don't have a bar to just pop in and have a drink, you know, throw back, few, you know, throw a few back and just, you know, deal with, with your bad day, your really shitty day. Yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, the best TV you're going to get on the trail is watching the slush roll down your tent into your coffee and you could you know but but you can make slushy coffee and that's what we're trying to tell you is that you know and that slushy coffee man that is some tasty and it's stuff. homemade it's homemade and it could have taken you three hours to make you know an eight ounce cup of slushy coffee damn it but it's your slushy coffee but how good does that eight hour 
oh, coffee I, taste. I, I remember we were for eight hours. I was in that tent. I watched that slush roll down that tent. It must have taken 30 minutes to get down to the bottom of that tent into my coffee cup. And but for me, that's you know, that was called hiker TV. What else are you going to do? And but I but I think that in and for most people that quit or don't make it on the Appalachian Trail, it's those kind of things that bug the crap out of them. And you're not always going to get what you want when you think you deserve it on the AT. It, the trail doesn't work that way. The trail gives you what you need, not what you want. And you have to just go with the flow and be open-minded about it. And, um, you know, I, I, I've said this so many times before. I, I apologize for repeating myself. But when Ariane did the trail, she was in a very precarious situation when she was in the Smokies, 90-mile-per-hour winds. You know, and we, you, I, I know you guys have heard me say this before, so I apologize for repeating it. For new listeners, I would say that, you know, here I am at home thinking, man, man, she's really, oh, she's really going through some stuff, man. 90 mile per hour winds, <laughs> you know, until I see the video that she took with the GoPro and she's on the trail and branches are hitting her in the face <laughs> and she's laughing. She's going, oh, my God, I love that. This is backpacking. You know, look at that tree. It's about to fall and it's picking up the trail. And I'm thinking, okay, why am I worried? <laughs> and I think that's a, that's someone who has a good attitude about the conditions that they're hiking in and looking at the perspective in the right way and, and having a good mental game with her because she could have said, well, the hell with it. I'm out. 90 mile per hour wins. I'm done get me out of here but she worked through it and you got the payoff yeah absolutely and i think that that kind of goes into our next point is expectations versus reality because <laughs> i can assure you very 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 truthfully from experience that whatever you expect to happen won't happen and your reality is completely different than anything that you can even conjure up and fathom as what will happen. Absolutely. And, and the, 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 I guess the crazy thing about that is that, and I, I know social media plays a huge part of it, and that's a whole nother podcast on a whole different topic. But, you know, you keep on watching everybody else's adventures, and pretty soon your expectations are like, oh, I can't wait for that to happen to me. And you get it's, there. It's subtle too. It's, it's subtle. subtle, right? Absolutely. And you, you know, with Instagram and the whole, you know, um, yeah, someone took a picture of a sunset and posted on Instagram, and but then they saturated the color <laughs> to where you think, oh my god, I can't wait. You know, and the thing is, is that that may not happen. You know that you may not get a view. You may not. You may get to a shelter where every single video you ever saw. Oh wow! During this time, during this type of week, during this type of month, everyone has a great time at this shelter or at this specific hostel or at this you know specific point. And you know everyone's singing campfires and songs. And oh my God, it's beautiful. And you get there, there's nobody there, and the people there there are cranky. And you're <laughs> like, what the heck? This isn't what I expected. And your expectations 
you, you have to have an open mind when you hit the trail. You have to let the trail give you your experience, not a YouTube video, not someone else's adventure. I'll say this once. I'll say it a thousand times. Be your own adventure. Make your memories. Be your be your your own private YouTube channel because there is no way you can capture every single experience, everything you've ever done, every magical moment of the trail. You'll never be able to film it. So don't try. You know, I mean, it's it's your it's your adventure to learn from. Your adventure on the trail will not nor will it ever be like anybody else's. Yeah, I think so, you know, diving back onto the social um, aspect of things, uh, YouTube and uh, Instagram and Facebook and all of these things, these, these social avenues, without diving too deeply into it, we post the best of the best. We feature what we want to show. And while social media is kind of developing into more of a realistic format. I believe people are starting to allude to the struggles and the, the frustrations that occur in their life. Still, we, we present what we want to present. We, we feature only what we want to show and it doesn't, you know, this beautiful photo or this, um, you know, gorgeously framed, you know, event, whatever the case may be, it doesn't show the backstory to these things. And so everyone says, you know, it's gonna, if you live somebody else's adventure, if you take their real time and adapt it into your expectation, it's, you're, you have an automatic disadvantage psychologically going into the trail because you're, your what you experience is beautiful is somebody else is just disgusting or what somebody else had a very positive experience with it was a completely different ball game and so you go into it saying oh i expected that to be beautiful well, that was that was yeah. hell no right, right. <laughs> I that shelter was it. nasty and like what are you guys talking about and, and all of a sudden you, you you approach it with a very negative attitude and Everybody knows the saying, hike your own hike. And it has so many different connotations out there. And it's like the ultimate phrase of the Appalachian Trail, I would say. But there's another saying that I just kept repeating in my mind is that, you know, you all hike the exact same miles. You're all walking the exact same path. You're moving in the same direction, but absolutely no two steps are going to be experienced the same and i think it's it's so true and you you start to recognize that <laughs> i mean right out of the approach trail <laughs> if you do it absolutely. right off of springer and i think you start to recognize like this is actually my hike and it's almost near impossible to approach the trail with no expectations whatsoever but if you can limit that expectation and you can allow your experience to adapt as it comes, you're already one step ahead of the mental game of not expecting something to be beautiful or anticipating something to be hard. For me, I mean, we, we talked about it with the Kalalau Trail. Uh, Kalal, you know, the Crawler's Ledge was supposed to be right. this like, 
and intimidating that, and that's a perfect thing, example was, of expectations versus reality. And it was you, nothing. Yeah. I was right. like, oh my God, what, what is, are they wimps? <laughs> like, right, right. What? Right. But yet, you know, I almost fell off the side of the mountain there, uh, you know, just a few hundred yards back. But, and I, re- and I remember like Springer Mountain, it's this like huge Springer Mountain. It's, it's like, you know, the clouds appear and the sunbeam But talk uh, about that for a minute comes. because when you, you went, when you did the trail, you went in the midst of chaos. You were there in right. with our herd, right? Yeah. Herd after I, herd after I herd, right? I could have not been more like prime northbounder okay. time right. period. And so you expected Springer on top of Springer to be chaos. massive amount of people, correct? Party town. How many people were there? Not a soul. And you I, watched the sunset. I was all by myself. All by yourself. So for people that, you know, when they get the, to that attitude where, oh, man, I'm going to be with a bunch of people. It's going to be great. You, again, don't have those expectations. And that's part of the mental game, folks. The mental game is this. You know, the trail is going to give you whatever you let it give you. Don't look around the corner. Don't look over the next ridge. Don't think you know what's going to be up at whatever summit, whatever mountain, whatever gap you think you're going to get to, don't have expectations. Let the trail give you what it wants to give you. And if you have that open mind and you have that, that just that, hey, you know what? I don't know what's going to happen today. I'm just going to let the trail give me whatever it's going to give me. I don't know if it's going to rain, snow, sleet, hail. I don't, I don't know if it's going to... The wind is going to try to blow me off the trail. I don't know if I'm going to be hiking in mud, sand, dirt. I I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know if I'm going to see squirrels, bears, snakes. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just going to go. We'll see what the day brings. If you have that attitude, I, more than likely, you're going to have a good day on the trail. If you try to look at what's ahead of you, like, well, I'm going to do this. I don't know if I'm going to do that. I wonder if I'm going to meet, meet people here. I wonder how many people are going to be at this shelter. I wonder if that person I was hiking with is going to be there. I wonder, 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 wonder. Then that is setting you up for a, not only a mental breakdown, but that, <laughs> but that is setting you up for, you know, there's a saying, uh, the lower your expectations the higher your serenity level. <laughs> and so if you have a lot of expectations, the law of large numbers would say you're going to be let down at some point in time. <laughs> if you have very low expectations, you'll be like, wow, you know what? I expected this to happen, but I'm really glad this happened instead. And don't, I mean, how many people have been through that in life? Like you thought something was going to happen and you plan on it and you thought, man, I can't wait for that to happen. It didn't happen. That, that was but my, something else happened. You're like, my, oh, I'm so glad that happened. Well, I was about to say that was my last week and this week. Right. Right. <laughs> That's what I have been faced with until like, I'm so glad that happened. I don't know about that part of it, but, but you know, you really do. You become more adaptable the lower your expectations are. And I don't want to be like, I mean, just like, just limit expectations. You know, coming out of more of an open mind and. And yeah, let the trail teach you what it needs to teach you. It's going to teach you something. It's just, you don't know what it's going to teach you yet. And the other thing about, you know, on the trail that is, it's a, it's a real uh, gut puncher. 
It's a real gut puncher. You're on fire tonight. That's in my wheelhouse, man. <laughs> the gut puncher is this, is that when you are when when you are on the trail or you're prepping for the trail, the one thing that you're going to have to face and know and be very honest about is the whole partner hiking gig to where, you know, you're hiking with a partner, you've bonded with that person, you're laughing, you're crying, you're hugging, you're having a beer together in trail towns, whatever that is, and then the one day your trail partner goes, okay, I'm out of here, bye. <laughs> and you go, what? And the loneliness part of that, of the loneliness part of the Appalachian Trail is probably, I would say number one or number two, I'd say the top two reasons why people get off the trail. I think one's injury and two's probably loneliness because you're out there by yourself. And let's face it, folks, who wants to be in our head by ourselves? <laughs> it's a hard thing to deal with. I mean, <clears throat> you have a lot of distractions when you're out in living your life. But when you're on a quiet trail and you got to think and you got to be in your own head, man, that's some dangerous that's some dangerous stuff. And that's when you got to start making peace with yourself. And that is those conversations that you have with yourself have got to be brutally, brutally honest. And for some people, that's a hard conversation to have. I know it was for me. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I, it's, it's very interesting because I approached the trail saying, I don't want a partner. I don't, I don't want to be with anybody. I, I don't, I don't want something from anybody else. I just want to coexist with myself, my thoughts. I want to walk. I want to move. I want to just be. And I ended up, you know, trail names are, are a bitch. I ended up getting the name Solo because Everybody who asked me to join in, I was like, no, no, thanks. I'm good. I, I, you know, I don't want it. Um, I ended up partnering up, but it's, but it was after I, I partnered up after an experience that I had I recognized and it's, I was having a bad, bad, bad day. And I am talking a bad day. Everything was going wrong. Everything was going wrong. I was dehydrated. I couldn't find water. Every single creek I wanted to was dry. It was just one thing after the next, after the next, after the next. And I kept tripping and I just was uncoordinated. And I, nothing would go right for me that day. And my mile just kept getting longer and longer and longer. And I was, I was searching for water. And, and by the time I finally found water, it was down the steepest ravine and I'm slipping and sliding. And it's like this like trickle. And I had to conjure this, it's like this beautiful coordination of all of these leaves trying to get to the trickle of water to get in so that I could actually get water. And it was the most frustrating day that I had had. But the next day I went to bed, I was, 
I cried myself to sleep. I was like, this sucks. I hate it. I'm going to get up tomorrow. Tomorrow will be a different day, but today I am going to bed. I woke up the exact same day and I, I didn't feel any better. <laughs> I just, I didn't. I was like, are you kidding me? I have to do this all over again. And I ended up walking with this woman. I kind of stumbled across her. Uh, she was tying her shoe in the middle of the trail. You tripped over her? I mean, <laughs> no. And How rude. I know, right? I know. I'm like, if I'm going to have a bad day, you're going to have a bad day. <laughs> I'm tripping over your ass. <laughs> and she had the same pack as myself. And so we just naturally started talking. Before I knew it, I had, because I had hiked with her, I had ended up getting that motivation that I couldn't pull out of myself. And I ended up hiking double the miles that I thought I was going to hike that day that I was actually probably realistically able to push myself to. And I was going and I was just having the time of my life. I actually entered into an entirely different state without even like barely even recognizing that I had already entered into the state. And I was just go, I was flowing and I was flowing because I had a support to pull me out of something that I needed to be pulled out of. And it was after that that I ended up seeing value in partnerships. But on the flip end, once I had developed a partnership on the trail, I had actually seen the detriment of, I wouldn't say the detriment, but the potential aspect for having a partner to pull you back down. And, you know, hiking with people versus hiking, you know, solo it definitely has this like give and take balance of, you know, you end up having to be your own support system. You cannot require anybody else to be that for you. Well, I think, I think on the trail, you are your own worst enemy and you are your own best friend. Yeah. And so, um, you, you've got to, and I think you hit the nail on the head. You have to make, peace with it and you have to have a balance i think it's really important to have a a very strong support system out there that when you get in a trail town and you make that phone call or you're you're on the trail and you know you're you are having a bad day you can call someone and say you know what i'm having a bad day why am i out here and that person that person should be your you know, your, your support person, that person should be your bullet point. Well, this is why you told me you were doing it. Boom, 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 boom. What's the deal? And you know, you, you got to have a, a hiking person, partner, support person. It's important that they are inspiring you. They're motivating you and you can pick them up when they're down and they can pick you up when you're down and I think that's so important on the trail you know it the trail doesn't change people change trails been the same for a long time but I think when the one commonality I've always seen on the trail is that when someone's having a bad day on the trail or you're out of shelter and you're like I don't think I can do it it's like the rally cry of everybody in that shelter says no hey you can do it you know what's wrong talk let's 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 talk it out well it's funny because that really does happen it does happen <laughs> and you gotta that's your you know like some people ignore that but that's the universe saying listen open up your ears and listen to this because they're going to get you to where you want to go and that's the magic of the trail 
It's the people that are supporting you, even if they're not on the trail. The people that are home, your friends, your family, you know, people that are so in awe of what you're trying to accomplish in your life. And those are the people that sometimes you you just you got to lean on because we're nobody is that mentally strong to say, okay, I'm going, boom, I'm done. You know, I mean, we all have bad days. We all have bad days on the trail. And that's the time that you want someone who can inspire and motivate you. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's for every up, you have a down. I mean, for every down you have an up and it's in most cases, if you can recognize all of the points that we had talked about previously in this podcast, you know, you're going to be able to pull yourself back into where you need to be. You're going to settle back into that rhythm and that routine to get you back on track. Sometimes you, you do need that boost. It's, it's, it's real. And sometimes if you are going at it more solo, or um, if you are going at it with a partner, you still, I mean, you still need to be able to, you know, adapt and be able to pull yourself and I think the biggest issue is that when you develop a bond and you develop a, a friendship with somebody and they leave the trail, is that psych that psychological effect of like, well, should I get off too? How am I going to go on? What am I going to do now? They're my motivator. You know, like what am I going to do? You just and then that leads back to what what we first talked about when we first opened up the podcast is what's your goal? Is your goal? to hike through 14 states and over 2,100 miles to make friends? Or is your goal to touch that damn sign on Katahdin? <laughs> if that's your goal, or Springer, you're right, <laughs> true. Yeah. I apologize to all the self-founders. Um, <laughs> if that's your goal, then that is something you have to mentally prepare for. You have to look that person in the eye when they leave the trail and say, Good luck. I'll call you when I get down. I'll call you when I'm done. Let's, you know, let's hook up when I'm done. And that's that mental strength that is going to have to come within you. Like I said, you're your own best friend on the trail. You're you're your own worst enemy. And don't be, you know, don't be seduced off the trail because you got to hike alone for a while or your best friend just left you. It's like everything else in life. When you're in a relationship and you do get into relationships on the trail, and you break up, you got to move on. <laughs> That's just the way it goes. You know, I wish I could sugar. I wish I could make the sugar coated easier or, some, you know, say something that is, um, I don't know, some kind of magical statement. I don't know. But the fact is when you are in a relationship and it breaks up, it's over. You know, you have two choices, either end it or keep moving on. And. You know, on the trail, it's the same way. You got to keep moving on, and that's one of the mental issues, and one of the ways that you can prepare mentally when you hike that trail because it could happen. It could very well happen. Yeah, it's funny because um, I, when I moved away from Chicago, um, I had I had a best friend, and I was the one moving away, and we decided to do a last big hurrah like a huge hurrah. And we went on an epic road trip, <laughs> epic. And we were like, we're gonna make the most 
of the time that we have to spend together. And, and, and we balls to the walls, we went for it. And, you know, and then we just kept going with our everyday lives. And we always meet up several times a year. And we do a last big hurrah again. And it's it's no different out on the trail. Um, You know, you have to remember your path. Um, And that's the most important path uh, because your friends are never going to quit you. But if you quit yourself, you're never going to forgive yourself. So um, thinking about that, because loneliness can pull you off the trail quicker than anybody. Yeah, I, 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 I totally agree. It's a very, very difficult thing to to get through. And it, it is a mind game. It is something that we all go through in life. And um, again, you know, you have been prepping to hike the Appalachian Trail your whole life. Um, it's just a matter of putting things in perspective, looking back at all the adversity that, you know, you have gone through in your life. And guess what? You're still here. <laughs> you know, if, if anybody... The human spirit and the human will to do something great and to do things that are hard. Let's face it, we're 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 there, man. I mean, no, we we have been through through so much. By the time you have considered yourself or considered hiking the Appalachian Trail, and you are standing on top of Springer Mountain, ready to go. At this point, you've done it all. You've gotten there. Just to get there is adversity. Just to make, just to hike the approach trail and the eight miles up, well, even even if you have to take drive the road to um, through Winding Stair Gap and get to Springer Mountain, you've done it. You're there, and so to look at your adventure, it's easy peasy Japanesey, man. I mean. <laughs> Just go and think about everything that you've been through in your life. And when it's hard, it's easy. When it's when it's rough and dirty, it's beautiful. When you're wet and soggy, what's the alternative? When you're crammed in an eight-person shelter with 20 people. Make some friends. Make some friends. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what other choice do you have? Uh, so we are going to wrap it up with our pro tip, as always. Um, the most important piece of gear. Now, next week is all about gear, but I we are giving you a pro tip on what you really need to pack. And that is the most important piece of gear that you will ever carry with you is your attitude. Absolutely. We've said it so many times. We said it once, we'll say it a thousand times. Your <laughs> and a attitude <thousand> more. <laughs> your attitude and your perspective in life. Life is about perspective and how you look at it. The most important piece of gear you will ever carry with you on a through hike, specifically the Appalachian Trail is your attitude so you guys thank you so much for listening if you enjoy if you enjoy this podcast please post a comment on itunes it really helps us spread the word about our podcast or any of the other podcatchers your favorite podcatchers the more comments the more people get introduced to trust the trail podcast so we'd really appreciate you guys taking the time and posting a comment 
Shout outs to our new Facebook members. We love you guys. Talk to you guys every day. Our Patreons, Rick, Jerry, Shirley, Chuck, John, Jerry, Suzanne Johnson, Brad Wolf, and our newest patron, Bill Cottrell. Really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Our podcasts are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, and of course on Radio Public, available on both iOS and Android. You can also follow us on Instagram, Trust the Trail, and our Trust the Trail Facebook page. So please come and follow. We hope that 2019 is already an epic adventure. We can't wait to see some of you guys at the uh, the Appalachian Trail kickoff next month. Absolutely. Very excited about that. And always remember that the trail gives you everything you need. So trust, trust the, the trail. trail. See you guys later. Bye, you guys. Bye.